Glencoe, welcome to the first ever Actors Room. This is our first series. Oh, absolute pleasure. <laughs> it's an honour. It's an honour. It could be your last one as well. <laughs> okay, so anybody um, who doesn't know you, maybe you just tell yeah. them a little bit about you and what you've been doing. Yeah, well, uh, originally from uh, Blackrock here in Dublin. Um, you know, started off actually from when, I, when I left school, uh, went on to trying to be an accountant. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I was good mm-hmm. at maths. Uh, went to Dunleary Senior College for a couple of years, went to Griffith College for four years at night, worked in an accounting firm, qualified at about 24, but I'd started selling financial software when I was 22, and uh, yeah, qualified and, and was kind of involved in the sales side of it, selling software to accountants all over the country. I was a sales rep on the road right. here and in the UK, and like most Paddy's do, applied for a visa for Australia, you know, got a, got a one-year visa, okay. went down there, you know, mid-20, I was about 26 at the time, and was a couple of years down there working for Microsoft, selling high-end software, and, you know, was a little bit bored with it all and kind of needed an outlet and was playing football, snapped ligaments in my knee, probably for the third time, physio said, you need another hobby to keep yourself out of trouble. And uh, at that stage, it was, you know, acting was something I always wanted to try or had a you know an inkling or an interest in it and uh did a bit of research there was a couple of schools in brisbane australia where i was living at the time and Mm -hmm. went in an audition for a a school called the actors workshop to do an advanced tv and stage um Mm -hmm. uh diploma and went in auditioned got a role i got a place in the course and kind of started from there and and Mm -hmm. i went to college for three or four years at night uh, while I worked full time on the QT, no one had worked knew that I was training. But you're to be doing an actor. actor. Okay. You know, and, and how old were you then? Uh, that you know, I was 28 when I started. So, you know, okay. I'm 13 years in it now. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think that brought a bit of maturity and, and I enjoyed doing it. I loved going into class in the mm-hmm. evenings and at the weekends. And, you know, kind of grew from there. Started to do short films, a bit of theatre, uh, mm-hmm. booked a couple of commercials. And uh, it was going well. And, you know, I was falling in love with it. You know, you yeah. know once you get in, you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, started to wean away from Australia to say well how do we get into America that's where all the work is there's not a lot of work for Irish actors in Australia it tends to go to the Aussies you know so and there's not a great deal of TV over there so where does the will there's a way I applied for a green card and lottery won the lottery uh, for America Uh I'd just become an Australian citizen got a passport left there went to America Mm -hmm. and I'm out there nine years and kind of made a decision that I'd give it a a farewelly full time yeah. when I moved to America, you know, and, and crack into it. And yeah. I was lucky to land some gigs mm-hmm. early days out there, yeah. you know, and then you have your dry spells, you, just, you know. Yeah, but course. at least I've stuff in a resume which has got me in the door for more mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's been great of late, you know. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've booked some decent gigs, but uh, the nine years have just gone like that. Really you know, quick, of course. They I have, feel yeah. like I'm out there two years, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I know. I know. I think I mentioned to you earlier. I still work. You know, I'm involved in a business called the Lucy Fund, which is a technology company here mm-hmm. based out of Dublin that invests in startups. Yeah. You know, and I've done very well in Ireland, owned by a, a pal of mine in Lucy. Mm-hmm. So we've opened an operation in LA and that keeps me grounded yeah. as well. And, you know, so any acting gigs I get, I really appreciate to step outside of the tech world. And, and we kind of married the two of them as well because technology and, 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 and entertainment go hand in hand, you know, mm-hmm. in many yeah. ways. You've actually touched on, like, a, there's a few things in that that I sure, definitely yeah, want to go yeah, back yeah, and, yeah. like, ask you yeah. about. Sorry I, for the rant. No, no, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, I suppose, initially, like, so you were kind of, 
you were late starting acting, 28 really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't something like, were you thinking about it when you were younger? Yeah, or no, did I was, you? but I, I don't think there was, well, I don't want to say there wasn't the opportunity to do it, but it wasn't, it wasn't in my face. Like any of the schools I went to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, out in Dunleary and... Just, the opportunity wasn't there, I guess, and I played okay. football like most Dublin young lads, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, but enjoyed movies and went to a little bit of theatre, and it was always something I would have loved to have tried, you yeah. know. So even when I started out, if it had just led to some local theatre, you know, it could have been fine with that. But I, the fact mm-hmm. I, I I joined a college kind of got me in a regimented kind of disciplined arena mm-hmm. where I learned the proper art of acting, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it 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 um it's not that I had a burning desire in me from a young age. Right. I didn't have any friends in the arts, you right. know, um no family members that were kind of brought up in the arts. It was just something mm-hmm. later. And like mm-hmm. I said, probably with a bit of maturity, I think when you you get, and I have friends that would love to do it now, and even say to me, you know, with a few, few beers on board, they won't admit it in front of the rest of the lads, but yeah, of course. they'd love to give it a go. And I said, well, give it a go, you know, because it, with a bit of maturity, when you choose something that you want to do, you enjoy it more, you know, and it's an escape from the the, the daily grind of work mm-hmm. or family or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and and I enjoyed it, and you know, um, I've just. Enjoyed it more yes. and more every day. It's yeah. very inspirational, I suppose, for people listening that perhaps maybe either like that, they're kind of coming in late. Yeah. Or perhaps maybe they feel like they haven't got the training or they have to go like, yeah. you know, to f- like a, a full-time college and they don't have the time yeah. or the money to do that. You kind of did it part-time then. You were like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was part-time. working full-time and then, you know, it was three evenings a week and then it was weekends. And, yeah. you know, it was, it, it, it was tough in a sense, but... I mean, as they say, if you're passionate about something, you never work another day of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for me, um, it I never found it difficult. It was, uh, I guess, it was tiring in a sense. But yeah, just to touch on your point there, anyone that wants to start, regardless of the age, I mean, uh, I work with actors out in LA. As, as there's plenty here in Ireland that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s that are still as passionate about it as I am, you know. Um, and then starting later in life, it brings a maturity. So, yeah, you know, you're, you're te- as actors, we're just telling stories and you can pull on relationships or friendships that you have in your life mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, you can mimic people and bring great, great characters to life. I've yeah. stolen plenty of characters from mates of mine, you know, that are great crack, yeah. you know. That's brilliant. Um, I suppose that kind of leads me into, like, what type of actor do you, are you? Are, you? are you, like, where do you build your character from or how do you attack Say in your yeah, character. well, I guess the type of work I have booked from my time in Australia, you know, you have a type, and and particularly in America. And when I got to America, I was typecast as a gangster, and that's you know having that big dirty Dublin mug of me. You know, it's it's right. kind of uh, it's actually a funny running joke in the family. My mummy always asks me, "Why don't you play any nice uh, romantic <laughs> roles?" You know, <laughs> and kiss a nice girl. I said, "Well, this is the face you gave me, man." So there's no there's no one I can do about it. Yeah. You know, um, so, uh, you know, I was kind of typecast, class, and that's a good thing as well. And I kind of, not that I fought that, but I booked a few gigs out in America, and, mm-hmm. you know, I was on Criminal Minds, and I killed a guy, and then Sons of Anarchy, I killed a guy, and then, then I got killed, and typically that was it. I was being brought in as a co-star, a guest star, to kill people and then get killed. Yeah. And and was hoping, oh, I'd love to do something else, I'd love to do some comedy, but there's so much competition out there that when you get a type and you're booking work, you run with it, you know, yeah, and it's, it's, I think, then as you get older, it kind of changes, and the same for me, it went for being, from being the, the gangster that carry out the hits, and, mm-hmm. you know, the rough guy, to being the boss, the criminal boss, who's ordering the hits, you know, right, okay, um, you know, which is, which is great, so, 
I'd, I'd, I'd class myself as a character actor, I guess, because I've done, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to book other stuff outside of that from, you know, playing a monk in a monastery on Days of Our Lives to a magician um, janitor, you know, okay. in, in a kid's Nickelodeon show. I did that and it's kind of changed to bartender type roles to, uh, you know, Once Upon a Time recently, the King of Scotland, you know, yeah. um, Meredith's dad. So I, I've been lucky and I think with age and then building a resume and then building a relationship with cast directors and producers, or whatever, your roles kind of step outside them. But you've got to, if, if I give any actors any any um advice would be just just be comfortable with who you are and yeah. go after that you know mm-hmm, there's lots mm-hmm. of competition but there's only one of you so you know own that and go out there and book some gigs mm-hmm. you know so people i think actors get tied up in well i'm not booking a gig i have to grow my hair out longer or change the color or whatever i don't really go with that you know it's it's i think you just have to put the time in yeah. work on the craft and then kind of be comfortable with who you are and kind of get after it, you know, yeah. regardless of your body type, size or whatever. There's roles out there, you know, mm-hmm. particularly as you get older, there's more roles out there, you know. Yeah, so just stick with it and then also to know your type. So yeah. don't fight against it. Yeah, no, just no, no, don't to... try to be a type. Just be yourself and yeah. bring that type to the market, you yeah. know. And you touched on you, I suppose the big thing for people is, we were only talking about it quite recently, is um, moving from, say, the UK and Ireland to the States. Yeah. And that kind of... I suppose a big thing for people is visas. You were very lucky with your visa. Yeah, well, I was. I was a golden ticket one in the green card lottery. And it's something every actor should do. Well, you know, outside of the acting world, mm-hmm. people should do to have that option, you know, because it's a cheap option. I think all up, I paid about a $1,000 Australian dollars at the time, you know, to to get that 10-year visa, which is unrestricted, which allows you then to work in any industry, you know. So it's, and, and then after five years, you can become a citizen once you keep your, you know, your, your hands clean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, visas visas can be a bit of a challenge on the art front, I guess, if you're getting in. I think it's known as an O-1 visa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have built up, a, you know, a body of work here, and then you have to prove to the U.S. government that you're an extraordinary talent, <laughs> You know, that you'll fit yeah. a market out there. And there's plenty of attorneys both sides of the water that'll kind of build a case for you, I guess, and, and help actors to get in. That's a tougher route to go because it's more expensive, obviously. And then I think you've got, it's a three-year visa. You have to get that renewed. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the, the green card is the golden lottery and that's run twice a year, I think from October to mm-hmm. the start of December. And it's a pure lottery, but... You know, you know it's it worth lottery? I know plenty of Irish people that have won it. And a roommate of mine at the time was living in Australia with me from Ballantyre. He won one as well, you know. Okay. So so I think they're slanted a little bit towards the, the Irish, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's not a fact, but I know plenty that have people won it. People that have done it. You know, but where does the will, there's a way. If you have to go in on an 01, you go in on an 01. And then you can, I know plenty of Irish actors that then have got permanent residency after a couple of years out there, you know. And, and then they'll get a green card and then they'll become citizens in yeah. time, you know. So... There's ways in yeah. if you really want to. That's, that's great. That's good to know. I suppose like at least you can, I suppose, give it a go and, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Um, when you're over in the States, is there is there an Irish support system over there? Yeah, or? there is actually. It's great. There's, there's a big Irish community. Well, I'm in Los Angeles. It's probably a larger community in New York because it's closer, obviously. But there's a lot of theater there. Mm-hmm. There is some TV and then there's a lot of TV now down south in Florida or not so much Florida but Atlanta and Louisiana and whatever but in LA there's a smaller Irish community but it's a tight Irish community everybody knows everybody you know and you get introduced to it by going to an Irish player a screening or it's somebody's birthday and you go along and all of a sudden you meet 20, 30 Irish people my way in there was you know I didn't know a soul I think I knew one person in LA Mm -hmm. when I moved out there and then just 
you know, got the balls to go into a, uh, a an Irish pub to watch an Irish game on a Saturday morning and uh, saw a bunch of Irish lads there in the corner and went over and introduced myself and happened to be a football team called Celtic, Santa Monica Celtic and, you know, met 20 lads straight away and kind of opened up my community then, not just, none of them were actors, none of them mm-hmm. were in the industry, which was great, they were all, you know, building contractors, uh, sparkies, uh, accountants, whatever, and it kind of opened my world then and then you get introduced to more and more, so it's more come out, so that is great and then, you know, they run a Irish film festival out there each year, there's screenings of any Irish films, so mm-hmm. you can kind of track down, I think there's even a Facebook uh, page Irish in LA with oh, a couple of hundred Irish that. people on that and you know people reach out to people and ask questions and it's a good way to pick up some work as well outside of the acting you know yeah. if it's going to be some Absolutely. I was going to say cash in hand but no one works for cash in hand in America <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> that's brilliant I suppose because a lot, of, a lot of people would be kind of a little bit afraid to give it a go and then also it seems kind of airy fairy do you know what I mean yeah. unless you're working in the industry people are like oh this one Look at this, she's heading off to the States. Do yeah, you, know? you do get a bit of that. Of course, you get a bit of the Irish begrudgery as well when people are heading over to America. It's kind of, you know, but you, you got to get over that. Yeah. Um, but, you, you you know, it's uh, what, what I'd recommend is, you know, work in a craft and, and build a bit of a resume and work here, do some theatre, because mm-hmm. there's casting directors that love that. They love, you know, quality theatre actors, because they know you can translate that to the screen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, 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 save up plenty of money and whatever you think you're going to need save twice as much okay and bring it over there but if you can also uh, you know train and get some other kind of qualification or business uh that you can work on you know outside of the acting that'll pay the bills that'll keep your sanity because if it becomes about booking a gig to pay the rent then the pressure comes in yeah. and, and casting directors and, and producers can pick up on that, you know, desperation. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that and I've seen people arrive with life savings, not get a job, you know, wait for the phone to ring and then run out of money and come home. And they never really gave it a stab. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to get over there, get in class, you know, go out and meet casting directors, um, get involved in the scene. I want to say the scene and, I don't know if I'm allowed curse on, on the air, but I'll use you the word wanky. It. You know, you don't <laughs> want to get caught up in a wanky scene out there that you want to be seen at the Roosevelt Hotel or yeah. screenings or whatever. It's more just, you know, get into the community and, and, and get a job and earn some money so yeah. you can kind of survive and, and then you can then shoot your own short films out there. You can shoot some, you know, demo reels. If you don't mm-hmm. do them here, of course, I see you provide that service, which is yeah, great. Yeah, we do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which people should do. They should arrive at a good demo reel, you know. So, uh, if, if look, if people are good at, say, doing web design or a little bit of bookkeeping or good at hairdressing or I have a friend over there making a grand a day doing eyelash extensions yeah. you know because remember Yanks spend money and there's a lot of money in Los Angeles so I always say that and, and whenever I go back to Australia because you know I, I trained in Australia and I talked to the actors back down there and I said look you need another qualification because mm-hmm. you can come in you can be the best actor in the world and the best looking person in the world it doesn't guarantee you anything you know so come out with with another option and then if you're working full-time or, or part-time and then you book acting gigs, trust me, you'll appreciate them a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, And then in time, hopefully be able to give up that part-time job and act full-time. And act full-time. But you can't just go in. And, and another thing I'd say to people as well as actors, and it breaks my heart, and I see actors from Ireland, England, Australia come in for pilot season. Mm-hmm. And they arrive in January. They don't know anybody. They don't have an agent. They have a little bit of money. They, you know, they're going sofa... They're, sofa surfing is that the term yeah uh, couch surfing mm-hmm. 
but they're never going to they're not going to get a gig because they don't have an agent and they don't have a visa and and casting directors are not going to take a punt on them they mm-hmm. might for a small role but you got to build up the relationships and i see it particularly with the aussies coming in you know and they'll sit in the bar seven nights of the week hoping to be discovered and it's it's, it's nonsense like mm-hmm. you know yeah um so if an actor was going to go over i suppose like it, everything kind of kicks off january is what you said yeah well january for pilot season mm-hmm. but it's it's probably february when it when the gigs start coming out like but i wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't uh you know january's probably a great time to come out because you're getting out of ireland out of the cold and you're going out to nice weather out there you know uh but any time of the year like summer's great as well but Again, I'd say don't arrive with an expectation that within three months I'm going to book a gig, six months I'm going to be a series regular. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had that idea that I'd be a series regular after three years, and every actor does, whether yeah. they admit it or not. You know, where you say, well, I'm cutting it off and I'm going back home. But you actually have to decide that you're going out to live out there and build a life out there rather than I'm going out to book a gig, mm-hmm. you know, because it won't happen as quickly as you want it to happen. Okay, there are instances, mm-hmm. you know, but you can't. That's like someone winning a lottery. You know, yeah. that's not a plan. That's a no, wish. That's so, you know, any time of the year to go out there and, and but not just go out for pilot season because that's just, it doesn't work that way. No. You know, and pilot season now is almost all year round in, in America and LA. They're making pilots 12 months of the year now. So there's always work, you know, the way they, and no one explained this to me when I went out, but the way the calendar year works out is, you know, if you start in January, they make a majority of the pilots kind of from mid-January to mid-March. And then say they make a hundred of them, they'll they might pick up about uh, thirty or forty of them might go might make it, and they come on the air in September. So they start shooting in July after the Fourth of July weekend. So so you'll have pilots in kind of uh, Jan, February, March. The regular TV shows shoot from mid January to mid April. Then they shut down for the summer. They come back after 4th of July, kind of mid-July-ish, they shoot about November, they're all shuts down again mm-hmm. from mid-November because of Thanksgiving right through. So probably not a great time to arrive because not a lot is happening mid-November because mm-hmm. the industry's shutting down. You know, but then that's not a bad time either because you you, you, you got to find an apartment, you got to yeah. get out there, you got to get a job. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's never a bad time, you know, mm-hmm. but there's never, a, there's no great time to arrive that people are, shelling out gigs to actors yeah. you, know, you just decide and you just yeah, go just go and it. do it just go and do it um, what is it like auditioning out there is it very different to what it's like when you're back home well like, here's the gas part I've never auditioned for anything here have you not I haven't worked in Ireland at all mm. so it was you, Australian and straight to America for me so okay. you know I've got an agent back here Neil Brooks management Neil's great and you know I've put myself on tape for a few things and sent them back here mm-hmm. recently um, I've met a couple of casting directors at screenings back here and kind of one-to-ones as well but I haven't you know I haven't had the the pleasure of auditioning back here so (laughs) you know in America it's uh it's it's varied um depends typically it's a little tiny office you're going in there one reader one person on camera um you know for the tv shows you might have what's known as a pre-read where you'll go in with the casting director and you'll read. Mm-hmm. I think in America, they encourage you to take your sides in with you, your script in with you okay. and hold it in your hand. I think in, Amer- in Ireland, that's not the case. So you need to be off book. They um, they like you to be off book, but I think, th- depending on the casting director, yeah. they don't mind. They would rather you not stumble. And, and yeah, and have it in your hand, to have yeah. it close by yeah. or whatever. In yeah. America, they don't want you to stumble. So if you if you stumble, you, they're not going to throw you out a, a line read or whatever. You're going to have to just look at your sides, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um but you, in some instances you'll do a pre-read and then they'll call you back on TV shows for producers that afternoon. So 
that can be a little bit more intimidating because you're wow. just in that same little tiny room and it can be 10 or 15 people squashed around, you know, and yeah. there's no real chit-chat. It's in, you know, you'll hit your mark and they'll start. You do it and you're out the door, you know. But if you're lucky enough and you're auditioning regularly enough, you know, it's uh, you just kind of slipstream into it and mm-hmm. nerves disappear, you know. You yeah, have a little bit of nervous, is, yeah. nervous excitement or whatever. Um, but it's, and then, it, you know, it could be a little bit different for films. Um, a lot of time for films, it's off tape where you'll just read with the casting director because it'll go off the producer somewhere else. And there's a lot of shows in America that air on American TV that are shot up in Canada now. So, like Once Upon a Time that I did a yeah. couple of weeks ago. I love that series. Uh, yeah, it was great. That was shot up in Vancouver and beautiful. Look Gorgeous. There. It looks amazing. Yeah, beautiful. And, and we shot all our stuff externally, kind of. Uh, out in the mountains of Vancouver and down by the, the ocean and absolutely stunning um, but uh, that was cast by producers based up in Canada so you're going on tape and it's going up there and, and from what I understand there's like over 70 productions going on in Vancouver alone at the mm-hmm. moment and in Toronto so there's another message to actors here if you can't get into America if you've a way of getting into Canada there's a heap of work up there okay. and, and someone could build a very nice resume based up there because there's a lot of work because they're bringing the kind of guest star actors up there but if you're starting off and you're getting the smaller co-star roles you know you book the gigs they'll turn into guest star gigs you know yeah. which is better money and better roles and whatever so you know Vancouver I'd live in the happy stunning mm-hmm. city Toronto's cool as well just too cold for me you know? yeah it's like Ireland it's like Ireland exactly <laughs> colder um, you got to work on some brilliant series you've mm-hmm. done New Girl you've done Criminal Minds um, anything that stands out to you what was your favourite well you never forget your first deal <laughs> so uh, <laughs> well actually my first one over there was uh, General Hospital and, and they hired me and told me they were booking me for 15 episodes and I thought it was on the pig's back which every actor does and then I arrived up on, on set and they gave me a balaclava. And oh, stuck no. a balaclava on me for the 15 episodes. So no one knew it was me. <laughs> That's you terrible. Know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, they brought me back. I've played three different characters on that show. And uh, that was cool just to kind of cut my teeth, you know. Um, but Criminal Minds was the first one that I you know, I really enjoyed because yeah. it was, you know, plenty of air time and uh, yeah, working with great actors. And, you know, it's a big show around the world. It was seen here. It was seen by the family in Australia. It was, you know, in America. So that was pretty cool, but you know, recently, uh, once upon a time, I really, really enjoyed because that. that was a, you know, it was a nice character piece, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, they go to great length on the on the wardrobe and and you know the exteriors and and the production value was huge on that show. Yeah. So, and just the, the crew up in Canada were just sensational to work with, just just brilliant people, yeah. you know. And then Scorpion, I've been recording on Scorpion, and that's a that's a big show as well. That shot mm-hmm. in LA in Manhattan Beach, mm-hmm. which is really nice, mm-hmm. and that's a great cast and crew as well. You know, I did one episode there recently and had 18 scenes in it, you know. They shot something like 82 scenes for a one-hour show. It's just kind of fast-paced, cut, 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 cut the next scene, cut the next scene. So that was pretty cool as well. And then from a film point of view, probably Transformers last year, you know, I worked on that. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing it in that, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My ugly mum was at the start of it. They (laughs) are right in the front. Do you know what I found really interesting actually about that? And I wanted to ask you... um, you got to keep your Irish accent, and yeah. so did Jack. Uh, uh, yeah. So, are you finding that people are asking for you to be more natural now to your own accent, or is American accents? It, v- it varies. You know, you, you 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 need to have an American down because a lot of shows will just be American. Mm-hmm. But what happens to to us many of the times is. 
you go in and you might introduce yourself in a, in a in an audition. You know, you should probably go in as an American. If it's an American role, go in and introduce yourself as an American and audition in American and walk out as an American. What's happened to me and other Irish actors is you walk in, you say, you know, how are you? And, yeah. and I go, oh my God, keep it. We love it. You know, and they change the character. You know? <laughs> That's brilliant. Particularly for a gangster role. Well, yeah. it's not really because you want some American footage, you know. Oh, okay. But, but uh, you know, over time, and then you get to know the cast and directors. And a lot of the time, they'll get a character description down from the producers and they're looking for a gangster type or whatever it is, or a girl. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it might be a bit ambiguous as to what nationality they are. So they'll bring in an Irish person, they'll bring in a, a, a an English, a Welsh, an Aussie, and you're all up against each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's good to have the accents down. The King of Scotland was a Scottish one, you know. Okay. I've played Aussie roles, Eastern European, I've made booking Eastern, Eastern Europe, Irish lads booking Eastern European roles, you know, mm-hmm. to have that down. So... You know, if, if, if you can crack the different accents, it really helps, you know. But mm-hmm. the Irish... The, the Irish is because most particularly for me most of the gangster type shows because I've done Castle and Criminal Minds Sons of Anarchy and you know now Scorpion um, as an Irishman because the the Americans perceive the Irish as being mad and oh, dangerous yeah. you know and we are <laughs> you know <laughs> um, right. well we can play it very well you know very intimidating yeah. so it kind of helps and mm-hmm. there's not as many roles for, 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 for the ladies unfortunately you know it's, there, there never is and I'm no, sure it's the same it's here um, and it's you know typical shows there might be they're looking for five gangster characters and, and then one love interest I know, you know? So, so, it, yeah. and so for, for, for actresses, I think it's important that you have that American accent down, you know, and, and I see it with, you know, Caroline Moran is a good friend of mine. She played my wife from once upon a time. Mm-hmm. She's, there's nowhere near as many opportunities for her as there is for me out there, you mm-hmm. know, but she's a master of accents and she's starting to crack the gigs now with an American accent, you know. Okay. So that really helps, you know, right. to get away from just going out as an Irish person thinking that you'll book a, a, a ton of work as an Irish person. You won't. You need you your won't. accents. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's, it's as an actor, you should be able to do it anyway, you mm-hmm. know. So, mm-hmm. And if not, just keep working out when you get out there. I think it gets easier when you're out there as well, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of living in that environment, talking to Americans every day. That's brilliant. Okay, Len, we're going to finish up very soon. Sure. But the last question I always ask everybody is, um, what was, what has been the best piece of advice you've ever received from anybody? Oh... Acting wise, <laughs> both in life uh, and acting. Well, in life, I think one of them was, uh, you know, everything in moderation, mm-hmm. and that's everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in the acting side of it, you know, I guess you, you got to be in it for the long run. You know, it's it's a marathon or a marathon. Jeez, I'm talking yeah. like a yank now. No, look at that. I'm marathon. You know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you can't, and that's speaking from experience as well and, and being out there. If anyone had told me nine years ago I was moving to LA and it would take that amount of time to kind of get to where I am now, I probably would have said, well, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'll do something else with my life. But like I said, it's important you build a life out there and kind of commit to, you know, and it might not be for for uh, for um, for everybody. You might give it a year or two, or, or or go to the UK or Australia and and find that it's not for you. Like we train as actors, but then to do it professionally, you know, it's kind of a different ball game when you're making a, a kind of a living out of it, you know, or attempting to make a living out of it. So, I'd say, you know, just it, it's been to just be in it for the long haul, yeah. you know, and, and, and just appreciate it and have a, an attitude of gratitude, you yeah. know, because what actors forget is, and I don't buy into the whinging that I hear, you know, 
um, all around the world because we do this by choice, you know. It's and it's a big privilege. Like you book a decent gig, you're treated like royalty, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and to be able to play in a different world and create different characters and bring your own character to it and then be yourself as a character, like it's brilliant, you know. When it's it's it's. Uh, there's nothing like it when you when you, when you, when you're shooting something that you're passionate about, you know, and and you can always go back and take another job, and you know you could go back and trying to be like I'm I'm an accountant, I could go back to accountancy if I wanted to, you mm-hmm. know, but I never will, uh, I don't think I will, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate everything that I do in the acting world, yeah. and it's it is tough, it's tough in every job, yeah. you know, it could be working in a local supermarket, which we've all done, mm-hmm. and and that's tough as well, so you know just kind of get on with it because the payoff if things go well. You know, is massive. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. It yeah. is, and the money's crazy, yeah. and, and the fame is crazy, and all that jazz. So resilience um, is key. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. keep working at the craft as well, and keep reminding yourself why you do it because you love it and you're passionate about it, and 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 take the knocks and roll with them and and roll up the sleeves and go on. But we're Irish, we've thick skin. We you do. know, we should be able to kind of roll with the punches, and you know, some people don't, and they're in their own game. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but there's plenty of work out there around the world and uh, and more brilliant actors and you know and grafters you know the Irish are grafters and have a good attitude and uh, and we fit in everywhere mm-hmm. and and the Americans love us you know because they all want to be Irish of you course know? they do so thanks Milton on that note uh, that's brilliant thank you so much for Not coming in and have a chat pleasure. with us I and hope you have me again listen of course we will <laughs> definitely thanks Mil cheers thank you very much cheers. <laughs>